Okay. Well, friends, um, my name is Shabu. I have the great privilege to be one of the pastors at Canterbury Gardens Community Church. And this is part of our CDCC discussion series where we are taking some time to talk on certain topics. But today we are going to spend some time talking about the Book of Lamentations. Now, we as a church started the series on Sunday morning uh, where we spoke through Lamentations 1 and 2 and then we're going to go through the next few chapters. And I thought I reached out to Jill. Now, this is Jill here. I have the great privilege uh, or have had the great privilege to be in one of her classes at Ridley College uh, here in Melbourne uh, where she is on faculty there and I was looking up her bio and then she's a lecturer in Hebrew and Old Testament. And So, Jill, thanks for joining us uh, today. Thanks, Shabu. It's really good to um, be with you personally. You know, enjoyed having you in class and hearing what's happened in your church and also to talk about the Old Testament, which is A1. Yeah, well, just to kind of give us a feel of uh, background, um, tell us a bit about yourself. You're obviously lecturing, but that's probably not your whole thing that you do, right? Yeah, so um, in my past life, I've had a few past lives. I um, married a guy who was being ordained, so I've been a minister's wife. Yeah. Um, I've been a missionary um, in a couple of different places. I've been um, I'm ordained myself. I'm an Anglican priest myself. Yeah. Um, more recently, I've um, done a PhD in Psalms yeah. and, um, and lecturing at Ridley, and I've also worked in some parishes, including the cathedral, the St Paul's Cathedral. Yeah, beautiful. And when did you get a heart for the Old Testament and becoming now an Old Testament lecturer? Was it a journey? Was it a moment? Yeah, it was a journey and a moment. Yeah. Um, I went to Ridley when I was 18, when I was oh. finished, before I'd finished school, to yeah. say, can I come and study theology? And they said, oh, you're a bit young, because they had a, like a cutoff. Um, go away and do something for a year and come back, you know, when you get older. Uh, so the guy that I married was from Western Australia, so we went away from Ridley and yeah. we went to Western Australia and we went to uh, Rhode Island, Hong Kong. And then 25 years later, we came back to Melbourne. So I went back and I said, uh, I'm a little bit older. <laughs> Can I come in here? And at that time, my idea was um, Greek and Hebrew um, to read John's Gospel in Greek and um, the Psalms or Isaiah. I can't remember the Isaiah or Maybe it was Isaiah yeah. or Hebrew. That was kind of like the point. Um, I loved Greek, I did Greek first, I thought I'd love to teach Greek but nobody ever asked me, but then okay. I did Hebrew, I thought this is it, you know, like this is, you know, so I threw Greek not completely to one side, but I sidelined yeah. it and I just went to Hebrew and did all the Old Testament subjects in Hebrew at Ridley and then I was asked to tutor and then lecture and blah, 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 so okay. um, it just, you know, it, it, but it was a, it was a moment. Yeah, right. And and you've been to Israel, or you've been able to go to Israel? Yeah, where we to? Israel. yeah I went. I went once on a kind of a pilgrimage tour in two thousand and seven, and then I went back with my husband. We went to uh, work on our Hebrew in uh -huh. a you know all palm kind of setting. Um, that's where we learned to play with the toys. Yes, yes, yeah. I remember the toys. Absolutely, and learn Hebrew. With the yes, toys. that's right. Uh, so let's do that. And then I went back. And couple of years ago helping to lead a tour which was partly Sudanese students from Ridley and partly just you know anyone else from Ridley and I stayed and did another course at the Hebrew University um, okay. so, yeah I've been a few times and okay. done right. different things each time yeah great uh, well 
as we um, kind of jump into Lamentations, um, I guess the question firstly I have is, do you have a perf- like a favorite Old Testament uh, you know, book that you love? I mean, you've written a few books yourself and you've also uh, made commentary on certain books like particular Psalms and others. Is there, is there something that really resonates with you that you keep coming back to yourself? Yeah, I, I'm working on Jeremiah mostly at the moment. So that's a yeah. good care for Lamentations. Yeah. Um, and the reason I love it the reason I started, I was actually tutoring for someone else, for Andy Abernathy, who was another lecturer some years ago. And I did a seminar where we did the part about God's tears in, in Jeremiah. He cries quite a few times. Mm. And the students were crying. And I thought, this is a book that makes Ridley students cry. I need to, like, I've never studied it in any depth, but I thought, I, this is a book that changes people's lives. So when they asked me what would I like to teach at Ridley, of course, I had to do some. You know, that's my subject. But I said, then can I do Jeremiah? Because it's a book that is, you know, seeing the heart of God is yeah. just fantastic. And Lamentations, you know, yeah, yeah, that really well. Yeah. And well, that's a great segue. I mean, I guess um, to kind of get a, agreed, we've just started Lamentations um, on Sunday as a church. Uh, we've done sort of sort of mini snippet on on the Sunday service, obviously, and then some of our small group leaders had a mini seminar that I ran, which I think was very average. But uh, I guess in my in my mind, as as we think about the history of Lamentations, the language, the poetry, what comes to mind? Where would you start to kind of describe Lamentations for us to give us a, a sense of the book? Yeah. So the historical background is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, it's written either like eyewitness account or soon after or listening to eyewitnesses, who knows, um, based on the fall of Jerusalem in 587 um, BC. So that's for the Babylonians. Um, that's when they went on exile to Babylon. And it was just a horrific time. They, they didn't expect, they thought that God would, you know, protect Zion. There's all these psalms about, you know, yep. God is her strength. Yep. And that, yep. Yep. But they didn't read the, you know, the part two of each line, which was if you follow my laws and if you listen to me, you know. So they thought God will look after us regardless. Um, and so apart from being horrified because of the fall of Jerusalem, they were shocked because they thought, well, you know, what, what's happened to our God? Why, why mm. is he looking after it? So this soul-searching anger, you know, mm. is horrible devastation. Yeah. 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 And, yeah, and that comes out in the first few chapters, this mm. sense of just, you know, um, yeah, and, and that, like in relation to that, like you said, they didn't read the second sort of line of being obedient to God's law and commands um, and the warnings that he's gave. I guess that brings out the theme of judgment for us. Uh, and particularly if we live, in a sense, as Christians on this side of the cross in the empty tomb, there's this constant language of God's love. And yeah, we know we, there's God's wrath on, on Jesus. But mm. yeah, I, I guess... God allowing and causing this, it's, it's, it feels very uncomfortable. It's huge, isn't it? His own yeah. people, what, what was happening there. Yeah. yeah. I think the book of Jeremiah actually helps us a lot. Um, Good one. Nice. <laughs> um, it gives us the historical background, right? Absolutely. It's actually the most detailed account, even though lots of the historical books have all this blah, 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 that we don't get in any other book, like, say, um, Samuel, you get all the all the David stuff in Samuel, so that's like a background to Psalms. Um, but Jeremiah is the place where we find out all the details, and we find out that Jeremiah preached for 23 years. God wow. sent direct messages. 
if you don't do something about this, you know, this is like for 400 years I've kind of put up with you being naughty, but now I really need to do something about it. And for 23 years, every day he went out and said, look, friends, you know, this is really yep. serious. Yep. And they said, oh, Jeremiah, you've been telling us this for 23 years. Never going to happen, mate. Just, you know, yep. go. Or, oh, no, we're fine. Or another thing they said was, oh, well, we're praying to the Queen of Heaven and she'll look uh -huh. after us. So, uh -huh. stupid, you know, Yahweh, your God, yep. you know, yep. our, our so-called God isn't doing anything for us, so we'll, we'll check in with the Queen of Heaven. So... You know, that helps us. Like, we don't have to think, oh, lamentations. God might one day come and smite us. You know, Canterbury, Canterbury Gardens might be swept uh -huh. into the earth because God secretly got angry with us and smashed yes. us. And then we're like, ah, you know, yeah. what lamentations happened to me? But it's not like that. This is yeah. God's people, the historical story, 400 yeah. years of monarchy, where they went bad, 23 years of careful, direct warnings from an approved, you know, like the, the pipeline of God figure. Yep. Um, so we have to have that in our mind. And then the second thing is that God told them if they didn't repent, he would bring the Babylonians. Mm. But he didn't say, and I'm organising them to rape and murder you and you have to go to exile. He, he does warn them that exile will happen if they keep um, rebelling. But it wasn't just that they were naughty. They're also in political rebellion against mm. their mm -hmm. um, superiors who were the Babylonians who were like their overlords. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a bit like Victoria telling, I mean, it's not like because the feds haven't got the powers, but sure. the feds had guns and powers. Perhaps a bit more like Hong Kong and China, though I don't want to go huh? there. But, you know, you tell the feds, we're not doing what you want, and they say, we'll come in with the guns. You know, that, that's the Babylonian-Israel situation. So the, God said, look, just surrender all through the book of Jeremiah. Surrender, 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 nothing bad. You know, they'll come, but then you'll just have like an overlord for 70 years and then I'll set you free. But they said, no, 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 we're going to rebel. So it's much more complex than yeah, okay. and God smashed them. God said, I've got this kind of, you know, arrangement that I'm going to put into place, which I don't want to do. Yeah. And everything went haywire because they kept rebelling politically, which brought down the, you know, the smash politically. Yeah. That, that God was in ultimate control, but he didn't say, now I want the Babylonians to go in and rape all the women. Rape and kill, yeah, yeah. It wasn't the plan. Wasn't the plan. Yeah. And God's tears are all over this whole thing. Yeah. 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 And do you want to unpack that a little bit more? I guess there's that tears language there that I'm just wondering about that. As you talk about it, it's prompted me. What does that actually mean? And, and being a poetic book, mm. and then there's the acrostic language that most of the commentators talk about. What, what, like, what does that have to, like, why does it matter? Does it matter? Or is it just a, Cool little trendy thing like us preachers say just to show that we know what we're talking about yeah all right so i'll go to the acrostic thing first and then i'll go back to the tears because that's actually jeremiah with the tears so that's okay sure got it. got it all right so the acrostic thing um it's it's so cool um i think you can't see it in english um but each of the first four books you, there are 22 letters in the hebrew alphabet as you mm -hmm. And each of the first um, four books use like A, B, C, D, E, all mm. the way to Z, which um, are the tab. And so each each verse or sometimes mm -hmm. all the lines in the verse um, begin with that. Um, so people have different, I mean, it's just poetic, like we mm -hmm. a sonnet or a rap song has certain conventions. But it does have some effects, like if you say, look, I'll give you the A to Z of suffering. You sort of feel by the time you get to Z, 
oh, we covered, we covered 22 awful things in that, like, you know, don't tell me anymore. Or uh, here are 22 things you can do. You know, you get like a list of 10 things to make your marriage better or fix your car yeah. or get a better garden. So there's a kind of a sense, not that you fixed the problem because it's unfixable, but that you've kind of got a bit of a graph. So mm. having four alphabetical mm-hmm. acrostics kind of gives you that sense of, well, been through it and, and in the book you get first time you go through you with Lady Zion and mm-hmm. looking at Lady Zion and then she speaks her own voice. So you've got like, oh, that was so bad for the inhabitants. And then mm-hmm. you go through it again and then you have the, the, a man's voice, I am the man. Mm. And then you have another voice that just describes all the, all the pain of what happened. And then the last one is a prayer. And even though it's not an acrostic, it has 22 Mm. So again, people who can count and the Hebrews are all into this 22 business. Um, yeah. but, you know, again, it's very neat. Um, I haven't really thought why isn't an acrostic and it just isn't, but sure. there's some poetic effect. Maybe it leaves it just a little bit more open. Yep. You know, close, 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 22, 22, 22, 22. And then the last one, so, yep. it's the most sustained prayer. So we're like, oh, this is so bad for us. And it's like, well, you know, over to you. And yeah. I'll throw this in in case I forget later. God doesn't speak in lamentation, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is not surprising, but he, he does actually get a few lines in the Psalter, like Psalm 50 is all God speaking, and yeah. there are other bits where it says, and God says. So you uh-huh. do get a few um, lines from God in the Psalm. It's not only yeah. our, our words to God, but this is completely yeah. in yep. prayer and reflection. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's really helpful. Um, yeah, and so I guess um, at any point you can jump in, Jill, is that um, that language of then disciplining men, what does that actually mean? You've touched on it a little bit. Um, what does that actually mean today, do you think? Like you talked about Canterbury getting smarted because we haven't listened. Uh, I didn't say that, right? I said <laughs> it's not like. Not, <laughs> not like. It will, if something horrible happens in Canterbury, you know, I'm not saying. Yeah, I'm just making sure in case people weren't listening. At yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to become one of those people who's famous for saying Canterbury. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so discipline. Um, I guess in a big sense, when we think about discipline, um, like there are bad people who just like going around hurting people mm. and telling people what to do. And we have that where, you know, that's in the forefront at the moment with some things like, um, you know, people who are controlling and other people that's, you know, being a concern. And we're thinking about like Aboriginal people being locked up, which is again a discipline thing, which is not necessarily motivated well. Uh, I mean, I think historically, but of course I've got to go now to um, death in custody as well. Mm. Um, so there is discipline, which is either a bit stupid, like I had a teacher who used to hit us. Mm-hmm. Um, we were in like sixth form, you don't need to hit sixth formers, not girls anyway. I think it was even illegal to hit girls. Um, but, you know, whatever. Uh, that mm-hmm. was an out of control, control freak type guy. Um, but in a relationship um, where you are mm-hmm. in, in some way responsible, um, like a parent and a child or a boss and, you know, whatever, um, you need some discipline, don't you? Otherwise, yep. Um, yep. until people are capable of doing their own thing or if they have to work in concert, uh, you know, like cooperating, um, even 
free, capable individual mm-hmm. needs some discipline. So you say, well, we agree we won't talk about this outside the group, or we'll agree that you know we'll all come on time or something. It's discipline. It's just part of being alive, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the specific, um, you know, lamentation situation, you've got a um, omniscient, omnipotent God. So he's pretty good, really, like capable, he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And he's got people who he's saying, look, I'll help you with your lives. Yeah. And they're saying, oh, no, thanks, you know, we're good. Um, so it's not like one person, a normal person, controlling another person. Yeah. Um, and he's giving them a choice. He says, look, I'll give you 23 years of leeway here. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think all those factors, it's, it's quite complicated, really. It's not just like simple. Um, if you don't do something bad, God will smite you. Um, you know, he's merciful. He gives lots of um, specific warnings at the end mm-hmm. of the day. Um, and there's a way out. Mm-hmm. There, there mm-hmm. was a way out. They just had to surrender. Like the first they should have done is stop doing the bad things. The Babylonians wouldn't have even come. And then once they mucked it up so the Babylonians were on their way, like we'll just surrender to them and you'll be fine. You know, like the policeman knocks on the door. Um, hopefully they're not armed and, you know, mm-hmm. drunk or something. But if it's the same policeman, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it could be safe, it could be, you know, safe to go with him. Um, so I've probably lost the thread of what you're asking me. No, no, that's okay, that's okay. Yeah, is no, it no, yeah, more specific? Yeah. And maybe, this maybe relates with that question about how can we read it in light of Christ, you know? Um, because for those of us who've grown up, very heavy New Testament sort of perspective of life and scripture and, and, and you know, we come across lamentations, it feels almost something doesn't compute here. Like, um, yeah, and I guess uh, maybe from your experience as you look as an Old Testament scholar and, and someone who loves the Old Testament sees it as one big story, not sort of, yeah, how can you help? What would you recommend or consider and how to connect the dots in light of, maybe that's my, maybe that'll help us consider discipline. Yeah, all right. So I'll probably um, try and do two or three things and I might forget where I'm going. So just- sure. Go. I'll interrupt. It's okay. Yeah. So um, I think the first thing is that sometimes people get black and white or green and purple or something about the Old Testament and the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus is quite mean to the Pharisees. You know, you hypocrites, woe to you. Like, mm-hmm. woe to you, woe, woe to the, mm-hmm. like the, the people of Jeremiah and, and Lamentations time. Um, you know, Paul says horrid things about his enemies. You know, mm-hmm. some of them you know, what we want to do on public TV. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, you know, and Jesus does say, Father, forgive them, you mm-hmm. know, on the cross. Um, but he does also say in some of the parables, um, there'll be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Mm-hmm. So I think he's very concerned on the cross that some people don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want any judgment mm-hmm. to come to them, which is, you know, right. amen, hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. But I don't think he ever thought that those words would be used to stop people um, confronting evil mm-hmm. or um, separating um, yep. abusers from victims yep. or stopping war criminals, you know. Father, forgive them. Let Hitler roll, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Forgive. Of course he would be ready to forgive if yep. Hitler repeated the whole yep. story that would be very complex. Um, but I think, you know, the first thing I want to say is sometimes mm-hmm. we think, oh, the Old Testament God punishes, but the New Testament God forgives. Mm. And we have to see that judgment and mercy are together. Mm, that's good. It calls us all to do the right thing, 
And if they don't, there'll be consequences, but there'll also particularly be eternal mercy. You know, you might get the rest of your life in jail because you did, you know, seriously bad things, um, but that, that won't cut you off from going to heaven or being mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. In some cases, that might mean that we forgive um, people who, um, well, I think, I think we would generally want to forgive people, but we wouldn't be letting them off the hook. Yep. Um, not hurting others as they may have hurt us or people we know, um, yep. or paying, you know, restitution, mm-hmm. paying actual money or community yep. um, service, you know, people yep. who've done a lot of terrible crimes, um, like against children or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, perhaps jail service isn't enough, you know, yep. they need to pay the money back for, you know, yep. what. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and with that, that's, that's really helpful kind of connecting the dots there. And with that, um, can we um, then read Lamentations in light of the gospel and, and Christ? What does that actually mean? Because, you know, like you said, Lamentations finishes with the sense of questions. Uh, it's not a neat little tie or bow, you know, like, yeah. like with Job, he, you know, things were like restored and everything was that's fine. Right. Yeah, think, things are good. Like Job, people love Job, and I, I love Job. Yeah. Um, Jeremiah as well is a really bad news story. Job starts yeah. off rich, has some period. It doesn't say how long, and then he gets his children back and his cows and twice as many chickens and whatever. Um, but Jeremiah is called, never allowed to get married. His family hates him. Everybody tries to kill him his whole life, and then he gets carried off, kidnapped. Um, mm. You know, like people. People traffic sort of, except that he, I don't know if he had a slave, but he was like kidnapped mm-hmm. by um, guerrilla um, mm-hmm. soldiers yep. and came up to a country that God said, don't go there. Yeah. Uh, and then he lived among people who hated him. Uh, so his whole life, no wife, no children, no friends, family hated him. It's, it's a horrible, horrible story. Mm. Um, so getting back to Lamentations, one, one of the ways of reading it, or there's a lot of ways of reading it for us, I think, um, with those who are grieving. You know, mm. like, um, I, I said I lived in Hong Kong. Um, these city laments mm. have, have become very alive to me. Mm. Seeing, mm. Um, the you know what's happened. Mm. I know in mm. Hong Kong, and you know congregation members or others who are watching, you know, might be thinking about a city yep. where they have relatives or where they live themselves, which has been you know many deaths or yep. you know, the tsunami, those kinds of things. Yep. Um, it gives us an opportunity, even as Christians, to lament. Yeah. Um, some people uh, read every book of the Bible as if Jesus was the seeker. Mm-hmm. It's a good way because mm-hmm. Jesus did inspire, you know, says the, the mm-hmm. word is God and the word was God, and this is, this is his yeah. word, you know, like yeah. glory to him. Um, but they do it more directly, thinking of Jesus as the one lamenting. Right. That, that can be great, though. Here's a chance to say that yeah. it's God, right? Um, that God God does weep in Jeremiah. Yeah. And we know that Jesus wept. You know, we've got a few, you know, at the tomb of Lazarus when he yeah. took over Jerusalem and I think another time, um, which has gone out of my mind. Um, so we know that Jesus... So he weeps over the city, for example. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's right. He weeps over the city and then when the women weep, he says, don't Correct. weep for me. You know, but he, his heart is with them. He's like, yeah. don't weep for me. I'm weeping. I don't think he actually cries that time. But he's yeah. like... You know, you guys are, you're the ones who need the weeping. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, our heart, our heart can be with the heart of God, not just thinking, oh, I'm sad and I'm, you know, poor me, but God is weeping with me. 
Mm. That, that I find that a very fruitful um, way to read these painful books. That's helpful. Yeah, not 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 say, oh, we've got to be joyful because Jesus rose, but yeah. And God God cried, and the mm. um, the martyrs in Revelation are still crying mm. out. They're not saying, oh, thank you, Jesus. This is so nice. They're like saying, how long? Yeah. And so some people are like, oh, you know, the cross is after Jeremiah, but book of Revelation is the last one. And that yeah. tells us that the martyrs are still crying out. And so we're allowed as Christians to cry out. Yeah, that's beautiful. I, I guess another thing I would say is that um, the Old Testament like gives us the clearest look into Jesus' mind. Like we mm. get few little red letter things in the New Testament. I don't want to be mean about the New Testament. No, I know. But we get like these little red lines, right? Of course, the whole New Testament was authored by him, I guess, in the same way as the Old Testament and that he inspired it. But it's like 25%. We've got this 75%, which Jesus had memorised. He was living out of it. He's always doing Elijah or David Mm. or Jeremiah. He he does a lot of things, Jeremiah. A lot Mm. of things he enacts, like um, the Den of Thieves thing. He got that out Mm -hmm. of so he's like he's embodied all this stuff yeah just like you know living it out but yeah. we're thinking, why did he do that thing? oh let's try on you know what, what was he reading what was he thinking about and here we have you know like thousands and thousands of things that we know yeah. were in his mind yeah. we don't know what he, whether he liked chicken for breakfast but we do know sure um, that he knew these books yeah. backwards and backwards yeah it was really soaked into his life and yeah. everything that he said and did yeah so we love Jesus we love you know, his words and his, um, his mind, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, I guess in, in light of that, as we kind of sort of think through concluding, is that any application that you would suggest that we should consider as we, or any last bits that you're like, this is one thing, I want to make sure I tell you this, Shabu, um, do you think? Yeah, so I've got um, three books I want to show you, and yeah. I'll say why like, these are my applications. All right, so this one, is um, Christopher Wright, and it's just his um, little BSC commentary on um, Lamentations. He says, I didn't really think about Lamentations much, but when they asked me to write it, I wrote this commentary. So it's kind of like a fresh look. Uh, It's really good. Uh, This one is by Rico uh, Villanueva, who's a Philippine um, scholar, Old Testament scholar with PhD, and he... um, like you can think about the Philippines, the natural disasters, the political disasters, the things about poverty. Yep. I think it's just fabulous um, applications um, in it. Um, My God, why have you forsaken us? When you think about uh-huh. these terrible things, um, he says, restore us to yourself. Hmm. Um, and Jesus, please enough. You know, when things are really, really terrible. Um, and why do you forsake us for so long? So these are quite hmm. amends that we can... Um, you don't need the book to get them from. Sure. I, I found it helpful to, to have a look at, at that book to read through the eyes of someone who is like in the thick of the sort yep. of things where you'd lament. This last one is uh, Sung Chung Ra, who mm. is in America, um, and it says it's called Prophetic, Prophetic Lament. It's actually a book about lamentations, and, okay. and its subtitle is The Call for Justice in Troubled Times. Mm-hmm. I guess, uh, like, the reason that um, Jerusalem fell was they were grinding the faces of the poor, they were cruel to widows mm. and orphans um, you know that, well, Ezekiel we know that um, Zedekiah didn't honour 
the political mm. promise he made to the Babylonian overlords. Like, you'd think God wouldn't care, right? Like, I'm God, don't worry about them. But he's like, the reason you're going down is because you didn't keep your political promises. Like, mm. You know, that is not how we think, is it? We're like, no. I went, I prayed, and, you know, I love Jesus, and like, well, what about your promises to your boss? So um, I guess there are a few differences, you know, caring about injustice in the book of Lamentations, seeing uh, like the in chapter one, she says, you know, I did do wrong. Mm. And in chapter three, he says, I didn't do wrong. Mm. So there's room for the innocent and the non-innocent in, yeah. in suffering. And some people are too tight. You, you know, what did you do wrong? God is punishing you. Like, no, no. No, no. Jesus said, let's don't go there. And yeah. even the book of Lamentations says, let's not go there. You know, the innocent can suffer. And then what we've been talking about, lament. No, it's a great book um, for lament. I'll just say this last thing that I, I thought was good that I got out of it um, right. He says, the meter, uh, I'll try and do it. Tell me if you can hear it. Yes. Yep. I could do it on the microphone, but it might be too loud. So it's got like three beats. And then the second line is only two beats. Which is kind of blah, 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 blah. Blah, okay. blah, 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 blah. So it's kind of like a, a limping meter is what some uh -huh. people call it. At, at keynote, it's the lament, like the tune you use when you lament. And um, the whole book is a bit like that. Three, you know, bigger books, three bigger chapters, and then the last two are a bit smaller. Mm -hmm. um, like we kind of limp a bit to a conclusion. So yeah, I think you said before, it's left a bit open. Mm -hmm. We don't get like Job, and we've mm -hmm. got our copies back. Goodbye. We mm -hmm. get, oh, Lord, how long? Mm. And that's that's all right. Mm. It's not nice. We hate being there. Yeah, totally. Like, the Bible doesn't tell you there's something wrong with your prayer life because you still are saying so. What now? <laughs> that, that's an all right place to be. Yeah. And he's weeping, you know, with you. Yeah. And with the others that perhaps you're concerned for. Mm. Yeah, that's a great reminder. I think sometimes, particularly in our Western context, we tend to want to rush through and 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 fix things. And, and I, yeah, mm. that's right. Where uh, lamentations are one for mine, it's okay to sit there, and yeah, God invites us to do that. Yeah, and together, you know, the last yeah. one is the beginning one is Lady Zion by herself, and the man is speaking on behalf of people. But the last chapter is we, so yeah. at some point, you know, the prayers we can be can be first or last, but not to not to leave it out. Yeah, that's great. What's your that? We not, not just we our congregation, but we with our, you know, people we're concerned for in other countries mm. or in the flats or wherever they are. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because it puts us that put makes us to push outward still in our lament, yes. rather than staying inwardly focused, which is helpful reminder. Yeah, and I guess the other thing about lament, which you probably taught elsewhere, is lament isn't whinging to your friend. God is horrible. Lament is saying to God, you are not doing well and I'm not pleased. Uh -huh. So it's a dialogue. It's like I say to you, look, Shabu, uh, you didn't behave that well in my class. Not true. Uh, <laughs> rather than saying to, the, to you know, the principal, oh, Shabu, he's a naughty boy. Yeah. yeah. We just, that's, this is a direct conversation yeah. to God. I'm not pleased with what's happening and I'm in pain. And, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, that's... Yeah, not talking behind his back. And that's, that, I mean, that's beautiful, isn't it? That's the God that we worship and serve invites us into that kind of conversation. He doesn't need to. Well, 
what kind of God is that? He cries, he wants you to shout at him. Yeah, it's it's not the fluffy pink God who doesn't yep. who doesn't feel pain. Mm. Yeah, great. Well, Jill, we really appreciate your time. Uh, in, I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to share before we wrap up. Um, That's great, yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess you obviously work for Ridley. Tell us a little bit about Ridley, if people are thinking of... Uh, studying where to start obviously Old Testament is that what you would say yeah so um, I think you should start where you're the most where you feel the most comfortable so I started with church history because that was my you know what I knew more about uh, I don't recommend that to other people but you know I was pretty at home there um, of course I want everybody to start with Hebrew yeah. and you would have the most best time um, but most people would start with the New Testament probably uh, lots of people start online, but we do have evening classes. But at the moment, we're all Zooming because of the lockdown. Yes. But yes. in real life, like say next year, uh, you yep. could come for even later this year. I'm not sure. Um, there'll be evening classes every every semester, including introductory ones. And um, there's online. And then it's during the day, which is the, you know, lots of chance to get together. Yeah. And, um, you connect. Connect, use the library. Um, yep. so that, that's great. Um, so this semester I'll be teaching Old Testament introduction uh -huh. in the evening and um, Jeremiah for an advanced course with Hebrew. Yeah. And next year I'll be back on um, Hebrew and advanced course on Psalms. Okay, great. Lots of other good lectures, lots of, um, sure. you know, have a, have a look, check it out, ask Shabu, get a testimony. <laughs> Do you a little testimony with yourself, Shabu? Yeah, well, I was going to say, I mean, the Hebrew class um, to this day, that I still have things that come back to my brain um, because of the way that you taught, which was um, not just rote learning of information, but actually engaging us in a language and it made it come alive, which, you know, it just was beautiful. So I would, I would highly recommend it. Now, Jill, are you working on any book at the moment or something that's already come out? I know in Aussies, we don't like promoting ourselves, but here in our church, we try to create the culture of encouraging uh, and honouring people. So, yeah, is there something that you've written or coming out at the moment that we can keep an eye out for? Yeah, thank you. So I've written a couple of um, academic chapters, one for a British book, one for an American book that will be out eventually. Um, I've just finished editing. It's, it hasn't gone to the printer yet, but it's nearly there. Uh, a book by Australian evangelical women um, writing about all kinds of topics, the biblical topics like mine's about weaponised rape in Jeremiah. Lovely ones on, like, that's a bit brutal, but you might like one on, you know, like sensory readings of the Psalms or discipleship reading of Mary and Martha and the things yep. on work and stuff like that. That'll be coming out either end of the year or early next year. It's called Grounded. That, that'd be a great book that people could enjoy. And then I've got some other academic writing that I'm doing on Psalms and Jeremiah. Okay, great. Well... We really appreciate your time, Jill, uh, coming today. I don't know if you're, uh, this is not on the questions I sent you, but I don't know if you would be up for reading something from Lamentations in Hebrew, yeah. uh, um, something that you'd like reading and that for us to, yeah, to meditate on as we finish up. I'll just read the first bit. Echa, that's the last. Yashavu badad Rabati am Hayata ka almana Rabati agoyim Sharati ramadinot Hayata lamas 
So that was the last lonely sister city, once great with people. She was great among the nations, but she's become like a widow. The princess among states has become a servant. Well, friends, thanks for joining us. I hope you were encouraged by what I know I was. And Jill, thank you again for your time uh, in spending with us today. Thanks, and all the best with um, the coming semester. Thank you. Yeah, thank you.